These are some of the major stories which made the news this week in The Hunter. A man was left in an induced coma in the John Hunter Hospital after a one-punch attack in Newcastle last weekend. Police say the 20-year-old was crossing the intersection of Union Lane and King Street just after 11.30 on Friday night when he became involved in a verbal altercation with the occupants of a Holden Commodore. It's alleged a rear seat passenger got out and punched the man in the face. He fell backwards, hitting his head on the footpath, suffering a suspected skull fracture and bleeding on the brain. Patrol police noticed the victim lying unconscious by the road and ran after the alleged attacker, but he managed to escape. On Monday, Swansea MP Yasmin Catley said animal body parts washed up on Blacksmith's Beach hold no connection to the seismic testing conducted last week. Members of the community blamed the testing on social media, but Yasmin Catley said marine life is washed up all the time. The MP said all necessary safety measures were put in place to protect the marine life in the area. So the safety authority, NASEMA, uh, were actually present on the vessel that went out to do the testing uh, and they put in place the highest safety precautions and environmental protections that we would expect, which is fantastic. Um, they oversaw the whole project and have reported back and uh, I feel very confident they're doing a good job. Construction got underway on Tuesday for much-needed roadworks to improve pedestrian safety along Hillsborough Road and the busy Warners Bay roundabout. It came after the devastating accident involving a young Jade Frith in 2016, where she was involved in a fatal accident with oncoming traffic. Charlestown MP Jody Harrison said there are a few positive upgrades coming our way. At the end of the work, there will be two new shared pathways along Hillsborough Road and there will be a set of pedestrian lights about 100 metres to the east of the Hillsborough Road Medcalf Street roundabout. Four men were charged following an armed robbery at Maryland and subsequent pursuit through Lake Macquarie on Anzac Day. Just after closing time, the group of men allegedly confronted the manager and two staff members at the Maryland Tavern, armed with a taser, knife and baseball bat. They demanded cash, fleeing with money from the tills in a black Holden Commodore. The car was then spotted by patrolling officers on Frederick Street, Glendale, with a pursuit ensuing to Rayford Street, Warners Bay. The men were there arrested with the help of the dog's squad. On Thursday, the Animal Justice Party called for reform within the puppy breeding industry following the surrender of 19 dogs to hunter animal shelters. Nova Pooch, Patterson Valley, Palander Farm and all breeds dog rescues banded together to take in the dogs, most of whom require costly veterinary treatment. They set up a GoFundMe page to cover the expense and are hoping to raise $20,000. Party MP Mark Pearson said he's introduced a bill aiming to criminalise certain breeding practices. But it will be an offence to breed dogs for particular characteristics or traits which are attractive or cosmetic. It will be an offence to do that. That selection, genetic selection, is likely to cause harm to the animal either immediately or over a long period, such as hip dysplasia, genetic problems with legs or feet. Following the January escape of 20,000 kingfish from the Huon Aquaculture Pen at Port Stephens, a new trial was on Friday launched at the farm. Thousands of yellowtail kingfish are now fully grown at 5 kilograms each and are being harvested to boost the New South Wales fish farming industry, which raked in around $70 million last year. Minister for Primary Industries Niall Blair said about 85% of seafood is currently imported and the state government wants to change that. And we see an increasing demand for, for seafood and aquaculture has a huge role to play to be able to meet that demand and that's why we're encouraging um, 
programs like this, trials like this, and the first harvest uh, um, is something that we're really looking forward to seeing the results of. On Friday, AGL announced plans to build a 252-megawatt gas-fired power station at Tomago. The plant would be based near the energy giant's Newcastle gas storage facility and consist of 14 engine units with construction to be complete in 2022. Federal Energy Minister Josh Frydenberg expressed concerns the new plant won't make up for a 1,600 megawatt deficit created by Liddell's closure. However, AGL CEO Andy Vesey said they've given seven years' notice and have a plan to keep electricity capacity high. It's a three-phase plan, which at its completion will have replaced the impact of the closure of Liddell, providing New South Wales with reliable, affordable and sustainable energy for decades to come. It's phase one. This is a plan that AEMO reviewed and say, if implemented, will eliminate the impact of the closure of Liddell. And in sport this week, despite losing co-captain Mitchell Pearce for the bulk of the season, the Knights said they've got plenty of leadership options on field. Fellow co-captain Jamie Bura is set to take over as the sole skipper until Pearce returns. Utility Nathan Ross said the club has plenty of players who can step up to a leadership role if needed. We've lost Mitchell, but Aiden's a very big leader on the field. Jamie Bura's a big leader on the field. We have Mitch Barnett and you've got some emerging leaders like Lachlan Fitzgibbons and um, Sean Kennedy is in the leadership group. So the workload will be shared along us. So we just need to turn up and everyone just needs to do their job and not get overwhelmed by the situation. Over 20,000 tickets were sold for the Jets' Friday night semi-final clash against Melbourne City. Defender Nikolai Topor Stanley backed the fan support to give the team a lift and said the boys love to play in front of a vocal crowd. They've been great all year. They've been vocal. They've been uh, very supportive. And, you know, whenever you see them in the town, they're, they're very complimentary. Um, and it's a, it's a good feeling. Newcastle horse In Her Time secured slot number two of the $13 million Everest to be run in October. And it was revealed 17-year-old Charlestown golfer Jai Picken tied for 10th place at the Australian Junior Championship in Perth.